Hello. I feel like I'm wearing someone else's hands because I got convinced to get like gel X tips. Yeah. And I've never done that before. Like I am a short nail girl and I have been my whole life. The second they like start to get over the tip of my finger, the skin of my finger, they are cut off. But now I have claws, but I have little ghosties. It's so cute. Do you feel weird with them on? So weird. They're thick. They thick. I've only had them one time for my wedding and I feel like they destroyed my nails. And also I didn't understand what Gel X was. And so my nails, like my nails get really long. I'm a long nail girly, but like a natural long nail girly. And I had my nails so long and I was like going in waiting to do like the gel. And I was like, oh, I'll try Gel X. And then they cut all of your nails off. I was shocked. I was horrified. Oh, they don't cut. They didn't cut my nails off. Probably because yours were already short to begin with. Maybe. But like they were longer for me. And oh, my my nails are like the length that I keep them normally. Naturally, people think that they're extensions because my nails start. Yeah, you have very nice nails. But they also start at like the, you said, like once they get past your skin, mine start at the end of my skin. Skin tip? I have skin tip nails. You have, what would we call yours then? <laughs> skin, skin. I have. Top? The, near the top verse. of the nail? <laughs> um, yeah. This is two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hello. I'm Sabrina. And today we are joined by Morgan and Taylor of Creeps and Crimes. And we're so <laughs> excited. I, we talked to them a lot. And these stories we had never heard before, and I was Mm-mm. stunned. They are spooky. Yeah, it's just like, it's proof that you can be friends with someone and talk to them often and still not know ghost stories from them. I feel like we keep getting more and more the more that we chat with people, and it's incredible. And they're so haunted, and they have a resident medium named Susan who helps them out. They are so good at cleansing their studio and their space all the time, yet they're still incredibly haunted. So I was very tempted to call Susan the other day. Who are you going to call? Susan. <laughs> Susan. Susan, Susan. Okay, so enjoy the stories from Morgan and Taylor. And then we have two more stories from you, our spooky ass listeners. Enjoy. Everyone, we're so excited. We have Morgan and Taylor from Creeps and Crimes here with us. And I feel like we are spooky soul sisters. No, 100%. And you guys are also my fashion gurus. (laughs) I... (laughs) Ever since you were both in LA and and Taylor, you showed me the... PowerPoint you put together. <laughs> every outfit, every day. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> I so I need you to be like for maybe for our tour, you can put together a fashion blog for us. Let us Let be us. the stylist for the tour. Yeah, stylist. Well, so yeah, I need way more help than Sabrina does. Oh my so. god, so fun, Corinne. You are me. You are me, yeah. 100%. Just <laughs> floating on by, like maybe one out of every 40 outfits hits, but then the rest are just like feel unnatural. You got to be kinder to yourself. No, <laughs> y'all wear y'all both always look great. Every day. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We post what looks good and then you don't see what doesn't you look good. You know it's what? If feed. we get that to the extreme, we 100% feel yes. that. That's why we're all in podcasting. Yeah, that's why I asked today if we're on camera. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I would have yeah, showed yeah. up. Actually, I asked that and I still didn't do anything. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> I, did I did a little you bit of makeup, do. but my hair is from yesterday. You're glowing. Yeah, but your hair glowing, lasts though. for three weeks. Like, yeah, you're right. you know. Yeah, you, you both look great. Well, thanks. Um, okay, who's first? Um, I want to know who's I'll go first. first. Only that creeps going. I love go. going first. Okay, <laughs> oh my so- God, wait. Is this our first time on y'all's feed? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, guys. Okay. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. I'm going first. <laughs> She's creeps. I'm crimes. I feel like I know all of your listeners as well as I know ours. So hi, everybody. I'm Taylor. That's Morgan. We're creeps and crimes. We're besties with your besties. And we're just really happy to be here. Thanks for having <laughs> us. A bunch of ghost besties. Yeah. Ghost besties. My most recent haunting started when I got my Ollie baby, which is my golden retriever. We got him at six weeks old. And as a puppy, Taylor can confirm he was a terror. He was awful. I think around that time, (laughs) we had only been living in this new apartment for just a couple months. And it was a super old building. And I tried to look up the uh, history of it today when I was thinking about this story, because I haven't thought about it in so long. But I didn't come across anything because it's just filled with this unit's available, this unit's available. Anyway, we were on the ground floor. And I hated that for safety reasons. But I loved that for having a puppy that needed to go to the bathroom every hour. Right. Yeah. Aaron and I really like kept ourselves. We've never been apartment people that like go out and make friends with the neighbors. You know, like we just are very like... (laughs) We go home and we reclusive. Stay home. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So the setup was that each building had four ground level units and they were split by this big long storage hall, like literally just like boxes worth of closet doors. Yeah. And it mm. separated two units and two units. So when you went down the stairs, there's my unit to the right and then only another unit um, down there storage hall, two more on the other side. And that storage hall always gave bad vibes, but I'll get to that. I didn't know much about the girl that was living next to us. Just saw her in passing and could tell that she was probably our age and that she lived alone. So when Ollie came into the picture, I had to take him out literally every hour, even during the night. I'm talking one, two, three, four a.m. So on. It's like having a baby. Yeah. For the first couple of weeks (laughs) that we had him. I started noticing some strange things going on next door. Well, like I said, I'm not one to make friends. I am a very nosy neighbor. (laughs) And it was like this giant welcome sign because she never shut her curtains. So like, of course, when I'm out there in the dark, I'm going to look over, you know, see what's going on. Oh, 100%. I'd buy binoculars just to get a closer look. She's like inviting you. Exactly. But she wasn't like necessarily like down to talk either. Yeah, no, she's just... Because you know, if I came over, I would be like, okay, let's just try to get her to talk. And then she never yeah. would like fuck with us. If she saw us outside, she was going in. Yeah, like she was just like kept to herself. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. So it was beyond her just like not really giving a shit. It was more just like a, a very conscious effort to be by herself. Right. right. Exactly. Social anxiety. So when I'm out there, it was all, and I'm noticing, I'm looking, I'm window shopping, window stalking this girl's apartment, basically, (laughs) every hour of the day. Window shopping. That's good. Anyway, it was always so dark in there, even during the day, like the evening, like it was really weird. The TV was usually the one and only source of light, except at nighttime. The TV was usually off and the only source of light was this candle, like in the middle of her floor. On the floor? Like on the floor. Yeah. Like there, like I never saw a lamp. I never saw lights on. Thought it was odd. Would call Taylor. We'd talk about it. And then I'd like wrap it up like something sanity in my hand and be like, maybe she's got ocular migraines or something. The lights bother her. Like maybe she just like dark dark tens. I don't know. (laughs) 
So anyway, there was one night that I had taken Ollie out and I'd say it was probably around three or four a.m. witching hour. And when I slide my patio door open, I am stopped in my tracks because this girl was sitting there on her patio and her patio had, unlike every other apartment there, had no furniture, no sort of decoration, just like a big cement cement block, you know, and she's sitting there crisscross applesauce in the middle of the night Odd in itself. Yes. But the real thing that caught my eye was the literal chalk pentagram drawn around her with five (laughs) candles surrounding her in a book laying right in the middle. Why would she wouldn't want, I'm, uh, why wouldn't she want to invite you into her coven, right? Like she's a lone witch and she had the opportunity to chat with you guys and potentially have all points of that pentagram. I don't think Morgan wants to be in that I coven. was like, what I want to be in the, the white witch coven, fuck. not the dark witch coven. And then coven. so at the end of the patio, there's two columns and she had something like, I don't want to say it was beads. I, I didn't look that long. Okay. But something was like strung across both of the columns. So she had her, her chalk pentagram, her five candles and the candles stayed out there for days to come, like melted down onto the, the patio. So like this was confirmed by Aaron Taylor, like. I wasn't crazy at three in the morning. She didn't even try to cover it up. No. And you know what? The other odd thing is that that patio door was heavy. It was loud. Yeah. And we are, you know, a couple feet. She was probably as close as the end of this wall. This is how thin the walls were. Five feet from me. And I'm opening the store at three in the morning. She had to have heard it, but she didn't even lift up. She didn't even move. Like girl was in a trance, right? Like she was in the midst of a seance. She was doing something like totally creepy. I just got chills all over my body. The fact that she didn't even flinch or anything is that's disturbing. Almost more disturbing than her sitting there and doing that. (laughs) That she didn't respond like a regular human. Right. Like I would have looked up and I would have been like, oh, fuck. Sorry. You I know. I literally would have been like, I'm so sorry. This probably looks crazy. Like, yeah, no, she didn't. And it took me negative three seconds to realize that Ollie was definitely going to have an accident inside the house that night because I was not going outside for yeah. the rest of the night. Yeah. Like there wasn't a shot. <laughs> anyway, um, it was eerie. It was probably the creepiest thing that I have ever came across in my life. And then after that is when I started noticing some shit going on in my apartment specifically near the wall that her and I shared. Which is again, this then. So I had one of those like, you know, $13 trash cans from Target with like the swingy lids. Like it was just like, we just moved in, never got a nicer trash can than that one. And the lid would swing by itself. There's no one over there. There's no source of AC. It was always freaking hot down there. Like it burning up. And it was just swinging by itself. I was either misplacing things or they were being moved around. We flooded the entire apartment flooded shortly after this experience. Like I'm talking a couple of weeks, if not a week after from the drain what? that like connects to your washer. So the water that comes out of your washing machine drains down. Well, it had some sort of backup. So it was fountaining up like, out. Okay. But see that one almost makes me think there was something trying to cleanse. The yeah. Space. Yeah. Well, wait, wait till the next one. So I, (laughs) so I had like at least an inch of water on my floor and that drain was connected to that wall. I had an entire infestation of bees in my apartment. Bees. (gasps) When I say infestation, I mean hundreds of bees that were swarming out of vents from that wall. 
Morgan. Like I have videos. Like it looks like I am standing in a beehive in this apartment. Did Ollie have any strange reactions or anything at this point? Yeah. So Ollie would always stare that way. He'd bark. He was always so sick in this apartment. Always. Um, But anytime he was barking at nothing, like he was always looking that way. Like there was definitely something there. She was doing something, bringing something in. Are you going to talk about when Aaron jumped up in the middle of the night? Yeah. So this was also shortly after is that... um, Aaron, we're sleeping and Aaron's the heaviest sleeper ever. And all we hear is Ollie. I mean, he's like two months old at this point. Like he's him baby. And he's like, like the gre- creepiest growl we've ever heard from a little tiny puppy. Aaron jumps up out of the bed, grabs his gun. And he's like standing at the door. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm freaking out. Yeah. And we open the door. Like, I don't know what they heard out there, but we open the door. There's nobody there. And like our bedroom split that wall. It was just crazy. Oh my God. Weird shit. So, and then our doorway to like our front door, it was always bolted shut. Like it had the big deadbolt lock. You would hear it like all the time, like act like it's like opening. Like it wasn't like totally flush against the wall. So I don't know if that was air or not, but like it was always like shaking, like at probably every couple hours. And then that storage hall that split the building, it was always just so dark and the door was like creepily always cracked. And I would have nightmares about being trapped in there and being chased down that hall. Like it was like a never ending hall that was just like, like kept going on and on. Like a back room. That reminds me so much of when the house that I grew up in, my brother used to have nightmares of the one closet that we believe like the demon that was in my house got like pushed into. He would have dreams of like the door opening and him falling into like something that just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. Like it never stopped. And I'd be like running for my yeah. life. Yeah. No, terrifying. 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 I mean, that Jeez. that apartment was just bad energy, like a hundred percent physically and mentally drained me. Like I was in my worst physical state yeah. and mental state while living there. How long were you there for? Um, a year and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, this next part still makes me shake thinking about it. Uh, it was a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, and I was driving to work, which I leave mm. to go to my house at 530 in the morning. So it's still like totally dark out like it's nighttime. And I was pulling out of the complex and across from our apartment complex is this church. It's a, a Episcopal Episcopal church. It's an Episcopal church. It's huge. I'm turning right to go down this hill and across from me in this parking lot, something catches my eye and it is this giant like 10 or 12 foot. And it was so tall. 10 or 12 foot black being. (gasps) And it had like these like protruding like wings, but it was like, they weren't like spread out. Like they were like hunched over, like, um, like Like a bat, like hanging, you know, but like standing up and like, you could still see like the silhouette though, like of the wings. Like I knew like in my head, like I had a picture of what I just saw like totally detailed. And it I saw it as quick as it disappeared. And I believe that that morning I saw a death angel standing in that parking lot while I'm going to work. And I never like <sighs> function before 7am. I sent Taylor a text on my way to work, a voice recording. And I was like, this is what I just saw. I want to tell you every single detail because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it is, but I swear to you, like I just saw the scariest thing that I have ever seen in my entire life. Did you think you were going to die? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I literally, then I'm looking up, I'm looking up, look at, or seeing black, dark angels. Like, what does that mean? And everyone's like, death angel, you or someone you know is going to die. So I'm like freaking totally out. Panicking. Yeah. I'm going to work. I'm watching, I'm driving, I'm looking every which way, like trying to be so careful. No one I knew passed away. I don't know whose death angel I saw or what I saw, but it was terrifying. Nonetheless, she did end up calling Susan and Susan was like, it wasn't for you. You just weren't supposed to see it. Yeah, I just wasn't <laughs> supposed to be there at that time. 
what was the involvement of Susan for your resident medium who, if anyone doesn't know who Susan is? So, so by the way, Susan is the official psychic angelic medium of Creeps and Crimes podcast. Like, she's great. She's one of our uh, really good friends that we met through her being a medium. And now we like, come with the podcast. I feel like we've never met Susan, but we know Susan. She's yeah. coming on um, our n- episode next week. She like reacts to pe- stories for Susan. So this is the first time that everyone's going to get to like oh my hear gosh, and so see Yeah. So, yeah. Susan told yes. me that that death angel was not for me. Like Taylor said, I just wasn't supposed to see it. But whenever I moved out of that apartment and into my next apartment, I had Susan come and cleanse my new space because I was like, that whole apartment just drained me. Like, yeah. it was so bad. It was so yeah. negative. And to be honest, I never really had told Susan much about what was going on there, but she knows because she's a freaking mind reader, I swear to you. <laughs> she's a but medium, she so. was just walking around my apartment, any piece of like old furniture that I had brought with me, like she could sense that negative energy. The What she was using would burn more. Like it was crazy. Like we never sure. told her about the seance that we saw, that she saw like yeah. nothing like mm-hmm. that. And she kept being like, like, this is dark, dark energy that was like manifested yeah. around you. Like, so, and when she would like have her sage burning and all of her things, like it would just basically like engulf in a flame around it. It was in Like I had some bad, I was carrying bad shit with me. We both sure. were like ill. Cause I obviously went, but we were ill after like so sick. I am curious if the death angel that you saw, cause you said it was in the church parking lot, right? Like, I wonder if there was a funeral or something happening. Well, they're right behind this church parking lot is a huge like um, veteran national, cem- cem- national cemetery. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it's, okay. It's very large. And me and Ollie actually, Ollie was raised playing fetch in the cemetery. On the outside. <laughs> he's, he's a cemetery he should be. As he should be. <laughs> well, his mom is Miss Creeps. So that makes sense. Creeps yeah, over exactly. here, right? It just had to go that way, okay? <laughs> yeah. No, ever since I moved out, like I feel 100% better and not just me, but Ollie, yeah. his health is 100% better. Like when I say he was so sick all the time, I was at the vet. I probably spent so much time and money at the vet my two years living in that Monthly. complex. Aaron too. Like it's just like all around good vibes. So I don't know what that witchy seance neighbor did to me, but I not experiencing that ever again. Was she still there when you moved out? No. So she moved out about four or five months later after all of this. But like everything that I just told you had happened when she moved out or when she was living there. Well, yeah, because she's bad vibes. That's also wild that you were there for, for a year and a half. And all of this happened just within a few months of you actually moving in. Exactly. Right. Do you say someone else moved in? Yeah. So it was empty for a really long time. And then all of a sudden this kid, he was probably like my age, I don't know, 23, 24. He moved in and he was looked normal, cute. Yeah. He lasted there like literally a month. Like I saw his parents moving him back out like a month later. He was and like, this was a place, this place that you did month like, to month. Fuck this place. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm dying to know what he experienced too. I am so curious who this woman is, where is she? What the heck was she conjuring? No, really though. And why didn't she even lift her head when I opened the door? Like I would have been so like, she was 
in the trance or whatever yeah. she was doing. Because you would, especially with the noise of the door that you were saying, like it, it should be startling in the middle of the night. And there's blinds that go with it. It's loud. To play devil's advocate for this woman who is a devil's advocate, maybe. When I'm like really, really concentrated, mm-hmm. like if I'm in the zone researching and doing work, everything completely like shuts out. Yeah. So right. I'm just imagining like whatever she was doing was so important to her that she was so focused, hyper-focused on it, that that was like all that mattered and all other sounds were blocked out. Right, right. like she didn't even hear it. And we like ta- we like even yeah. s- said that, like me trying to like talk her down from literally being like, I'm canceling the loose. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm moving in. Hold on. But like w- what we like came to the realization of is the street that she was on was incredibly quiet. Like nothing ever down there. There It wasn't like there were lots of other dogs or kids or like mm-hmm. a loud place. This is a pretty pretty like distant area from where a lot of college people would live. So it's not like it's loud. Like I would even say that my street is way louder than that. Yeah. And it's so dead silent at night because also like, I don't know, I don't remember if you said it, but like the the apartments that they were in were when she says ground level, below ground level, they were built into the side of this little hill. Yeah. Yeah. So like my bedroom window was like, like I had, I would stand up and it'd be like eye level. Like it was like, I was living in a dungeon. So there was no sound. I was gonna say, so it's already dark. Right. It's dark. There's no sound. There were no lights back there. So for Morgan to open up that door with her kitchen light on, like she always flipped on when she had to take Ollie out, like it, it had to be jarring for Mm -hmm. this girl at three o'clock in the morning to have like a door ripped open, lights light up out of nowhere. Like that's what we were just like, something's not right. You can't be... I don't, uh, I can never get over that. I want you to contact the apartment complex and tell them a little bit of what happened and just see if you can figure out, like, I, what if there's someone who's like so pro ghost story? I have a really bad experience with the apartment complex. Um, We're already like, okay. fine, we'll do it. <laughs> you we'll might do have it. to I'll do it. it. I'll literally just give you the address and let you look at the area that this is in and see if you can pull up anything on it. I've never looked at it on like my been verified. been verified stuff. Do you know what apartment like number specifically that apartment was? Because I'm sure we could figure out who lives there now. Creep on them. I bet we could. see what's up. Yeah. I bet well, we could. I would have to do the alphabet. It was like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Yeah. You know, like I think I have it written in my phone. Yeah. My address. Yeah. No, I don't have a good relationship with the complex anymore. We got this. Between the flooding and the bee infestation. Well, yeah. What did you do about the bees? They, well, so they came and they were like spraying them, which is illegal in the state of Tennessee to kill them. They were honeybees. And so then they were like, okay, well, we need to get a beekeeper because the maintenance guy had came first and he was like, what the fuck like just like spraying them and then um it was a crime scene then the manager like of the entire <laughs> complex came in and we were out of that apartment i think for a week and a half they had to bring in a bee cape keeper they took down our entire wall and like had to clear out the hive and stuff he like put like this little stethoscope against it and what he was like he, he was like yep about yeah, two hundred thousand bees in there. I think. Like, here's oh where the God. queen's at. Yeah, he's yeah. like a bee doctor. He knew where the queen was. It was crazy. He was just, just through the fucking wall too. We were like, okay, two hundred thousand oh bees. Yeah, Wait, like living that's in how the wall. They wall. do it. They just scoop the queen, and then once the queen has moved, all the other everyone bees also, go right. So yeah, yeah. easy, easy peasy. Once you get the queen, that is so. Wild. It was that wild. That was yeah. like a different universe. And the flooding didn't happen just once. Like it was like three times. Yeah. Like back to back to back, like in three days. Were you podcasting at this point? Yeah, I was. Yeah. How did you function? You guys can hear all the drama if you go back to that point in time. Uh, season two. Because we're like, fuck this place. We're <laughs> over it. Like, 
Morgan, that is so wild. I'm so glad you're okay and that you were able to come out of that place and not have, I mean, clearly something attached to like your furniture and stuff, but thank goodness Susan could help cleanse it. Thank right. Seriously. Imagine that if we don't know bad, Susan. Yeah. Bad vibes. That woman too, who lived across from you, she's giving me the same vibes as the story. I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok of that group of girls that were all friends like in college or right outside of college and they would eat mice together what, what? the fuck i have not seen that what for you page are you on Wait, send that to me right now <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is your algorithm well after we after we're done recording i'm gonna send it to you you're gonna deep dive on it it's wild uh, i need to know exact i need to know everything about this i'm so excited it was like a weird witchy coven thing and other people would see well i hope my neighbor wasn't eating mice what if we see her on there? <laughs> what if she's the one that's like, I used to have these really weird roommates who would eat mice and she's really talking about herself. It was really yeah. her. And by roommates, I mean me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And by roommates, I mean the two women who would stand outside of my apartment and look in at night. <laughs> Which yeah, is and, and I was the and one the, eating the mice. And the 10-week-old puppy. <laughs> yeah. just look We're just looking through her like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh All right. God. Well, that's okay. my story. That's my witchy neighbor story. Okay. That is what, that like, is... what even, how did you, this feels like an I survived story. Honestly, it really was. It's like a horror movie, actually. It's like you were on Naked and, and A afraid. horror movie that ends with seeing your death angel and dying. That's what it ends with. Oh. I also really, when you started, you're like, when we first got Ollie and he was a puppy, I was like, oh no, where's this going? Like, did Ollie see a ghost? And it, this I, is so it turn. expect. <laughs> It took I've never actually told that full story like start to finish. Anymore. I know That's, it's only ever been in just like bits. I haven't really relived it until just now. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah I had chills talking about the crazy time in my life. I forgot about that. Uh, we like trauma locked that. Okay, so my story I have for you guys is in honor of your Conjuring esque tour. Eee. And wow, I know that I've like mentioned this prior, like multiple times but I don't know that I've ever told it like through and through in detail like this and so writing it out today was very interesting so I'm just gonna like I wrote it out because you know me I'll I'll go on 50 other side tangents so if I do that <laughs> just grab me and pull me back to reality we love tangents okay we won't be able to grab you we'll be lost with you I know we'll all be just yeah. frolicking <laughs> together somewhere not even knowing what we were talking about but here we go so this was probably this is actually about the same timeline yeah, it is. No, it is the exact same timeline. No, I because probably it's did summer, it summer, fall of 2021. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the summer, like I just said, or fall of 2021, we were wrapping up our first season on the podcast and then preparing for the launch of our second season. So there were lots and lots of recordings. And this was back when we would, I'm not joking, record until one, two, three in the morning. I feel like you guys did that again recently. We had nine recordings to do. Yeah, We did. <laughs> we did. We were like, and but now that version of us recording late, it's like, it's midnight. We're like, it's 10 o'clock. We got to go. It's 10 o'clock. That's too much. Um, so we were recording like really, really late into the night. And we were still getting used to like new microphones that we had just gotten recording in general at this point. So it would just take us forever to record anything. It, we could not set up anything. Don't even don't even get me started on our old mics. It was horrific. <laughs> So oh, we've been there. Exactly. And like they were our, our old mics before this. So they had basically no gain control. And if like you don't know what we're talking about, it means like how much sound they pick up. And I just recently learned what that me meant when we got this one. Um, but 
So what that means is that Logan, my husband, would not be able to play his video games or really do anything in the house <laughs> other than just sit in our be- back bedroom on the other side because our studio Silent. shared a wall with not only the living room, but his like office and gaming room. We <laughs> so, I still make my husband do that, even though we have these mics. I'm like, <laughs> you can let him Don't go do things. It. <laughs> you can let him go do Don't things breathe. now. Yeah. <laughs> so like we used to be like, you can't move. You can't do anything. Don't and breathe. Like I said, this was like back before we knew what the hell we were doing. So it was taking hours that he was not allowed to do anything. This was also around the exact same time that the third Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, came out. And it was released on streaming platforms at this point. Now, Logan really, really, really wanted to watch it. And I love a good scary movie, like like my favorite. I'll go see them all the time. I love them. And I really, really love the Conjuring series as a whole. But, But I never, ever watch them in my home. Ever. I don't watch them in my home and I'm careful about when I do watch the Conjuring movies specifically. I feel like you mentioned that when we did the episode on your feed. Too. I think I did. Wait, I think now I you're did. making me more scared yeah. for even going to the Conjuring house. I'm like, did I make a grave error? <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you cleanse yourself. We'll talk about that. So these movies to me, the Conjuring movies as a whole, and just like the way that they're filmed and the back end of it all, they carry a lot of dark energy, evil energy through a screen for me. That's how I feel about them. Yeah, I think for everyone. Exactly. I feel like everyone's basically on the same page, especially for people that are that do talk about the stuff and are educated about it. Like we feel it and sense it a lot easier. And so it just makes us a lot more wary. Even the people involved in the production of those movies, like, yes, they are dabbling with something very dark. So yeah, you're right. Like it's Emitting that, emitting the, it. Yeah, the movie sets the were film. haunted, and yeah, so we're yeah. seeing exactly. it all the way through. Into and so production. it's, I mean, and it's energy. Energy is what a haunting is, and it's traveling just through these energy waves and making the, their way into the theaters, right through the TV screen, or into your home. Your home. Okay, <laughs> so the ring is actually a real story. The ring is real. <laughs> the ring is real. <laughs> so by watching them in such intimate spaces like your home, it's basically a, a, a portal or an Im- invitation for that energy to come into your home. And honestly, I had not even really seen or heard much about this third movie when it when this was all going down. Like, I don't even think I had seen the trailer at this point. Mm-hmm. We had talked about going and seeing it. We talked about that it was out, but I never like saw anything for it. And I was kind of shocked that it came out. But I told Logan, like, just wait on me. Like, I haven't even seen the trailer yet. Wait on me because I want to research what the case is first and then we can watch it together. Well, because again, we were still so new at the podcast, like we really didn't have the space spiritually protected as well as we do now. And since we do record in my home, it requires a lot more protection to be placed on everything else. So whatever the fuck we're talking about, it doesn't like sneak around in my home and come into my bedroom. This is not something we were really aware of at the time or practicing <laughs> at all. So we were just free balling it. We're raw dogging. We get it. The energy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So either way, I asked Logan, just like, hold off on watching it because I didn't want that energy in the home. Especially because that night we were both covering darker cases and I just felt like that was going to be too much negative energy in one 
sitting. Don't tell me he watched it. So he starts teasing us about it because we were both like arguing with him. Like, do not watch it. Da, 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 da. He starts like teasing us and he's like, you guys are crazy. You're being so dramatic. Like, it's not a big I'm deal. I'm pressing play. I'm pressing it right now. Exactly. Here it comes. And yeah. then finally he dro- <laughs> just dropped it and he's like, whatever, I'll wait on you. Whatever. Like drops it. So we go and record. This is nothing new to him now, though. Like after what happens in this, he finally respects the spiritual rules of this house, like not whistling <laughs> at all in the home ever. And like so many other things. So Good. yeah, Morgan and I record this uh, episode and around midnight, she heads home. I go to my bedroom. I get ready for bed. I talk with Logan for a little bit. I kiss my cats. I kick him out of the room, shut the door. And then I turn on all of my beautiful fans that help me sleep and we go to bed. I was so exhausted that night because again, we were doing heavy cases and mm-hmm. you guys know they just drain yeah. you when you're done. Mm-hmm. So I was so exhausted that when my head hit the pillow, I was gone. I was out. And that is so rare for me. It takes me forever to wind down enough to go to bed. Also, it's really important to note that I sleep on the left side of the bed if you're looking at it. Logan sleeps on the right. And I typically sleep on my stomach. But again, I was just so tired that night. I fell asleep on my back. Oh, no. Yeah. A few hours or so <laughs> later. Okay. I'm waking up. I went, I'm woken up by this like hissing sound in my right ear by my bedside table. I hate the story. Coming from the floor. And so I like look over thinking it's like my cat's just duking it out on the floor. So I look over and I'm like, whatever's going on, stop. And I don't see them down there. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I just lay back on my back, go back to sleep. The sound goes away. Well, then once I'm in the in-between is what I call it, which is like where you're not fully asleep, but you're not fully awake. I start hearing it once again. And it's getting closer and closer to me my, on my right side this time. Like it's just getting louder and louder and louder in my right ear. On your right ear? In my right ear. So I'm laying on my back. I sleep on the left side. So that's where my bedside table is, the end of the bed. It's getting closer and closer and louder and louder. And since I'm not fully awake yet, like I said, I'm in the in-between. I don't open my eyes, but I'm just like thinking like, what the hell are these two fighting about? Like, I don't get it. I have Mila and Nona at this point. And then I remember I kicked them out. Like I shut the door they're not in the room with me. They're outside, not of the house. Dun, they're dun, in the dun. kitchen. Okay? They're outside in the They're not area. outside yeah. the house. They're in the kitchen. Not my girls, okay? She's got long <laughs> hair. She's beautiful. She can't be outside. They're being beamed up into their spaceship. Indoor kitties. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm refusing to open my eyes and I'm not letting my brain go where we all know it's about to go yet. I'm just like, let's think realistically about this. It's probably my box fan making a weird sound or the fan on my ceiling. Like there's, there's something that's just not right. But as I'm thinking this, it's just getting louder and it's moving now from my right side to directly in front of my face. No. No. Ew. Not only could I hear it, I could feel the breath of it and (gasps) water or spit hitting my face. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nasty. So when the, when I feel this and I register all of this, I fling my eyes open, right? I'm like, what the hell is that? Looking up at the ceiling. But I can't see the ceiling because floating probably an arm's length above me was a woman. And she was like hushing me like a shh Ew. very forcefully through her teeth. What the <laughs> She had light brown hair with a low bun or like a mid bun. And her hair was like gray, light fading look like an older woman. Her skin was like gray and old looking and green. I don't even know how to explain it. And she was wearing a black dress that had a white collar. And her dress was so long, it was blocking my feet from me. And I could feel the weight of it on my legs. 
<laughs> okay, I've seen the movie, so I... <laughs> yeah. So I can't breathe. Wait, I'm looking this up. I never saw the third one. Just, just look I'm it, looking up. it up while I'm telling you this. So, okay. The second our eyes meet, because obviously like I make direct eye contact with her when I open my eyes, she drops down like nose to nose with me. And she has her hands on my throat, choking me as hard as she can. I can't breathe. Stop. I can't scream. I can't speak. I can only move my eyes in my head. And I was just trying to scream, but it was only coming out as air, like like a <sighs> sound instead of like actual vocals behind it. After a few seconds of this, I am finally able to think through my panic because obviously I'm like shitting my pants right now. Like I'm losing it. I'm finally like able to think through my panic and be like, there's no way this is real. This is crazy. And I just came to accept the fact that I was not going to be able to break out of whatever the fuck was happening without waking up Logan or someone else like coming in to help me. So I turn my head to Logan, who is asleep to my left because I'm on my back. And I just start putting all of the energy that I have in my body to trying to get a sound to come out of my mouth. Like I am, I've never had to work that hard energetically in my entire life. So I'm just pushing and pushing and pushing and just doing a continuous like stream of air out of my mouth until I could get something behind it. When I finally got some sound, but it sounded more of like a, uh, like it was, it was so yeah, it's like, and I could hear it. Exactly. Yeah. But it was getting harder and harder for me to think at this point because that hushing, that sh was getting louder and louder and it was taking up all of the space of my thoughts. Yeah. There it, I mean, she's feeding on your, right. your fear. Exactly. Like, like I couldn't even think straight. So I'm finally get this sound to come out and Logan's still not waking up and he's a deep sleeper. So then I just started along with this sound that's coming out of me. I start forcing energy behind it, letting it leave me, therefore weakening me, but in just hoping that it would shake him awake in some, somehow, some way. I'm like willing his higher self to just come through at this moment. You're basically like throwing your soul at and him. I'm I threw my entire soul at him. As long as it wasn't going towards this crazy and bitch on top of me. And he's still over there like this. Yeah, he's just, just snoring. <laughs> he's having a great time. He's like probably, down. Probably dreaming about cats. Yeah, he's just having the best time. So I... I'm doing all of this. I'm like, I'm about to run out of energy. I feel myself getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And he opens his eyes and he sees me. So I'm laying on my back. My, his wife's head is turned directly to her left and her mouth is just wide open with her eyes wide open, screaming with like no real girth behind it. At, like imagine how terrifying this, this must is have horrifying it was horrifying so the second he like reaches out and grabs me and he's like are you okay the second he touches me the woman like disappears and i'm out <sighs> of this trance and i fly my like i fly forward i'm screaming i'm sobbing i'm like did you see her what the fuck was that oh my oh god my what was going on he's like flipping on the lights i'm sobbing like I, i'm uncontrollably i'm not okay i'm drained he is shaken and he's very confused, trying to like calm me down enough to like explain what was going on because he's like, is someone in the house? And I'm like, I don't know. So we get up and we like look around the house. I'm shaking violently. Like it was so bad. So I grab my phone before we leave our room to go search the house because I was immediately sending this to Morgan because I'm like, okay. Yeah, I woke up that morning to like 19 texts in a row. Right. <laughs> and when I look yeah. at the phone, it's 3.15 in the morning. 
Uh, Hell no. So I'm texting Morgan all of this and she's obviously asleep. She's going to have to wake up two hours later to go to work. And so she's waiting. I'm waiting for her. Like I knew I was going to wake up to something from her. So we go around the house. I'm we're both praying out loud around the home, just willing everything like asking God to come in behind me and give me enough energy to will anything negative and not of love and light out of this home. Like nothing's welcome. I'm shutting it off completely, cleansing it. But I just was so tired. I couldn't sage. I couldn't do anything. I just was praying over my home. And um, Logan really stayed up with me with a light on until I could fall asleep. And then he went to bed himself. But I was so exhausted. Like I could not go back to sleep after all of that. And your body was probably trying to protect you. Like, let's just shut like, down. Go to bed. Shut down. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. And so uh, like, obviously, Logan's talking me through it. He's like, it's probably just a bad dream. And I'm like, it's likely I just had sleep paralysis because we had been talking about sleep paralysis that day. Morgan experiences it a lot. I never experienced before. I'm like, that's exactly what it was. So I go to bed. The next morning, I wake up to a text from Morgan. And she responded with obviously like, what the fuck? Da, 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 da. And I had described the lady to her. And when I text her, I'm like, I'm up. Yeah, it was crazy. She's, I had seen the trailer. Yeah. She sends me a picture of the woman. <gasps> and she says is this who you saw? And I mean, not even a trigger warning, bitch. You I know, just that was, sent it. That was really rude of me. It like, was I, bold. Well, you didn't really, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is a little bit of like re-traumatizing right. you, Taylor, but also you had already seen it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So she sends this to me and she's like, is this who you saw? And I'm like, oh my God. So I grab Logan and I show him the phone. I'm like, this is her. This is who I saw. She had not told me this is from the Conjuring movie yet. Okay. I screenshotted. She just screenshotted it and sent it to me. I had no idea that this was from the Conjuring movie. And Logan, as he sees it, is like basically the way he looked was like he was coming to a, con- a confession, like tucking his tail between his legs. And he's like, Aww. before she could even tell me it was from the Conjuring, he's like, babe, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that it was a real thing. I thought you were just being dramatic. Like I had no idea if that if I would have known this was going to happen to you, I never would have watched that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you watched it. That's from the movie. So then he shows me the trailer. And yeah, it was that woman. I had never seen her before. And he watched it where? In the bedroom? He watched it in the bedroom, yeah. so we couldn't hear it. Oh my I God. Hate the- and it was while you guys were recording. While we were, while recording. were recording, he was watching it. Yeah. So it's like even worse. Even it, worse. It, it was like, you're recording something creepy. He's watching this. This energy is just forming. And we had no protection around us. None. At all. Like, yeah. we had, that was before we had Susan come. And you're the energy that it's going to go to. I mean, who the fuck else is it going to go to in this house? (laughs) Yeah, he's chilling on the couch. He's like, yeah, he's not a care in the world. But then you guys are back in the studio with this like kind of nervous. We're conjuring essentially. Yeah, energy. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So probably just beeline straight for for you. Exactly. And it was what was so wild about it is I talked about like how as soon as our eyes met, which was essentially right when I opened my eyes. She is when she dropped down and grabbed my neck. So all of the that detail that I got from her was in that split second of me just like looking up at her and seeing her and then her falling on me and feeling the dress hit me. Uh, it, other than that eye contact, I just knew like I, you cannot look at her. She'll drain you faster. Do not look at her. So that's why I immediately started turning my head and looking at Logan. But like I can still feel, oh, oh. 
I, I forgot about the two parts. My, my, I had bruises all over on my wrists like this, like someone was holding my hand. That's a true story. And they were all, I think I still have the pictures of them. I yeah. was going to work the next day and I sent her the pictures. She's like, what the fuck is this? And it looked, if it, you have them, send them to I'll us. I'll pull too. them up. I'll have to well, look for them. And then this is the, other than that, I had to wipe my face before I started crying because there was spit. Like my face was wet. Wasn't there a similar, or maybe I'm just like correlating the two, like a dream about a snake, like an actual snake. What, yeah. Didn't that happen too? Yeah. I had a snake that jumped at me. Like around the same around time. Around the same time. Yeah. yeah. It was like another nightmare, but like a dream, uh, not a dream, the, a the snake. snake like was wrapped. Maybe that's what these were from. The snake right. Was, that, there was a snake in the dream. It was tightening around my wrist. Like I couldn't move my, I couldn't move my hands because not because I couldn't move them because I remember shaking. That's what it yeah. was. I was shaking, trying to get her hands off of me. And so when Logan wakes up, my fists were up by my chest and I just felt like I couldn't move them. And I was just violently like shaking them trying to wake up. So there, it was like, I could move. That's why it wasn't like sleep paralysis. I was moving my head. I was shaking my arms. It's just that I couldn't move my body to sit up because of her weight being on me. I'm so, this is so difficult because I want to like be like, Logan, what the hell were you thinking? (laughs) But it almost, I almost feel like it had to happen. And it's so shitty to say, but like for him to learn. Exactly. And it sucks that you were the one who like had to deal with the repercussions. (laughs) Right. But like it would have happened at some point because he probably didn't, wouldn't have believed it. That was the first time that he ever like believed in a a more of like the spiritual, like obviously he believes in the spiritual world for like religious purposes and stuff. And just the fact that energy is what it is, but never had he ever like been open at all to hearing anything that we talked about with ghost stories or even like believing in mediumship and all of that stuff. And even through the shit that he had seen me do up until that point, like he would believe it a little bit, but never the dark, dark side of it. And that was the point in him that he completely flipped and was like, I'll never do that again. I'm sorry. And the other night I had a conjuring dream, um, the Annabelle this time. And uh, it was, I, I haven't even told, I think <laughs> no, I told you, you told yesterday. Door, yeah. I finally told her yesterday. It took me like a week to tell her. I haven't even told Logan because we haven't left the house and I refuse to talk about it in the house. But it was like, I'm not going to bring, I'm not going to tell the full story. Yeah, right but now. I will <laughs> say after both of those encounters, she texted me on Friday and she's like, Hey, want to get dinner tonight and go see Insidious? I'm like, why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> I just want to I go mean, see it. We get it. I feel like, you know, it's it's also a little bit of like facing your fears. Yeah. Like there is this weird sick fascination we all have. One hundred percent. We have podcasts about it. Yeah, we're right. all sick and twisted. And like I feel <laughs> sick yeah. and twisted. We, we are. are. <laughs> um, I Morgan said that like uh, like Yoda one time on the I podcast. And I was like, what the fuck is this, Morgan? Like, <laughs> like in so casual conversation, I'm like, sick and twisted. We are. And she's like, who the fuck are you, baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> I was so yeah. bad. Um, but when. I, another side of like wanting to go see like a scary movie. Now I haven't seen one since that. Like yeah. I haven't seen a dark movie. We're strictly Marvel girls. Right yeah. Now. Right now strictly <laughs> Marvel. I haven't seen a scary movie. Obviously I've like seen thrillers, but nothing like spiritually mm. scary or paranormal sense. And, um, I, I told this to Logan. I haven't like explained it to you, but like, why do I want to go see it after all the shit? Like, I feel like I'm a lot more spiritually strong now than I am. And I know how to drop things, which I didn't know how to do prior. Yeah. Like even 
not like having to like actually physically go into the grass myself and like take my shoes off and let things go. Like I can, I can handle that now just sitting here back then I couldn't. And I was like, I was like a wild, wild west of the spiritual world back then because I just like <laughs> opened the gates up and I was like, let's fucking go. I, like, <laughs> I feel like we all accidentally did that when starting the podcast. Yeah. Like yeah. even us, we, and then we kind of went like hard the other way where we were like shutting down, walls are up, nothing can come through. And yeah, now we're now kind we're of like trying brick brick. to like, yeah, yeah. yeah get back in and dabble, dip our toes in. Wait, so what do you think that that entity was? Like, do you think that it was truly a manifestation of this dark energy and entity created from the movie? Or do you think it was something else taking advantage of that fear and of that imagery? What we were talking about that day, I know was not demonic. Um, I can't remember if we were doing sleep paralysis. I did I did do a story, I think. I, I want to almost say it was creepy accounts. We were doing creepy accounts that day. You're yeah, right. I think it was creepy accounts. It, it does to me feel like something was opened up, like a portal or a space was opened up where something dark saw, like I just imagine a little hole and they're looking down through the ceiling and they see, oh, a lot of dark stuff we're happening like, in here. Beep, 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 I'm going <laughs> to crash this party. Come yeah. pop in. Yeah. Yeah. And the weirdest part about it, it was like where she was um, at in my bedroom in correlation to where my TV is. Like where she was coming from, which is the TV that he watched it on, like where her feet were would have been maybe three feet. So she was like angled. She was directly in front of me. Like her feet when were she was hovering of the TV. Yeah. Okay. Like directly so it above is my like body. the ring. It literally the ring. ring is it life. was the scariest uh, thing I've ever experienced in my life. For You guys are right. For oh something gosh. to manifest. Yeah. To, like that. As like as detailed on her fear, like had to be so and strong. The physical aspects of it were the spit and all of that. Like I've never that in any other encounter. I could feel, I could see, I could hear. I mean, little details too, like uh, this vein that was on her head. Like I can still picture. I don't know that I've ever actually. I, d- I think I did see it. I ended up watching it because at this point I was like, "What the fuck else is going to happen?" Like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to cleanse after yeah, this. Yeah. Like I have, like I feel sick. Susan came is the next day the and cleansed us. Business person in me is like, I wish you had bottled up that spit and put it in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally we could have had that, that on tour. <laughs> you guys could have yeah. taken it. The spit yeah. from Conjuring the Three. Spit from the Conjuring Three woman. I think her name's like Ida or <laughs> I don't Isla. Know. Isla. Her name's Isla. She was like the occult. I know. I texted Corinne. I said, "Search the the occultist." Yeah. Wait. I just here. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, here's the, here's, I pulled up this picture of her just so like I could show you guys and I clicked off of it. So one moment. The, the Conjuring 3 is the, like the tunnel one, right? The tunnel like one, I'm, yeah. I'm not crazy. The devil okay. inside yeah. or the devil made me do it, I think. Wait, let me see that one again. Grant, I mean, Sabrina. Here. That, that, that. That is sick. That is that is exactly what I saw. That's what my neighbor looked mm. like too. <laughs> I was just gonna say you lived next to an occultist. Maybe it was your fucking neighbor. That's the night that she happened to be doing her seance. <laughs> like, what I was thinking is like, I wonder how like if we went back and like saw like how close like your dream was and the death angel was. Like, I'd love oh, to know like a timeline of that because it was around each other. I don't want to say it was like that close, but like probably it was months. all in 2021. Yeah, like between because I know this release in June. Yeah, clearly that year just you two were 
you know, I think way too open and witnesses to the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Things were coming for you. And also just being observant too. I feel like there's probably so many people that live next to and near and around things and people that do these types of activities that have no idea that anything's happening because it's so easy to be heads down. Like I couldn't tell you what half of my neighbors look like. I could never draw them because I, I see them and, I, uh, and keep yeah, going. Right. But if that window's you know? open, I'm going to look in that blind. <laughs> look through those blinds. I'm going to through those yeah. blinds, babe. Hey, but <laughs> if, it's, if it's nighttime and they can't see I me mean, as that's, well as I can see them. I hate to say it, but I think that's what the demon said is like, hey, the blinds are open. Blinds I think so coming in. It was just, Jeez. it was kind of like the perfect storm of everything at that point in time. And that's when we implemented Susan coming over monthly and cleansing because it mm. right before that too, I think it's on episode 14 or 15. We talk about this a lot on the podcast because it was just like the craziest shit ever. Obviously this is back in 2020. So one of us had been exposed to COVID and we had to re- remote record. And I swear to God, we used Riverside to FM. I think we did. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% positive we did because it was it's always been on my ads on YouTube. And we had to record vert like uh, from our homes for the first time and the last time we stopped doing that real quick. I don't know how y'all do this every week. It was so tedious <laughs> It's so much us. better when you're in person. Trust me, yeah. I get it. It was, just, it was just hard for us to do because also, like I said, it's episode 14 or 15. Like we still had no idea what the hell we were doing. Mm, so yeah. we record from home at this point in time, two back to back. And um, there's a a top ad like an attic that you pull down right outside the studio door and we were on recording we and we had to do this literally until three in the morning because it took us so effing long to figure out how to work all this so three in the morning comes we finish the recording and we're saying good night making sure it's downloading so we're like do not move do not get off until our audio is down on the computer like just sit here with me so we're just sitting there chatting morgan's at this point like in the dark in her bedroom just staying i also up with broke me. my chair that night that was so sad yeah my blue one the yeah, acrylic legs in the corner yeah man broke it i don't know what happened me i just either. scooted right, once and it snapped <laughs> i'm on the ground and mike's up here anyway <laughs> that was funny <laughs> so that that night like uh, as we're sitting there waiting for the audio to download my cat nona comes into i had the door open at this point because we're done recording comes into like the area that we're recording and starts like trying to climb up the wall to get to the roof access of the attic she's going like like chirping you know how cats chirp when they are hunting yeah she starts chirping then she starts going like yowling and i'm like nona doesn't do that that's really weird and so I'm like telling Morgan about this. Morgan's like, what the fuck's going on? What's going on? Go get Logan. Go get Logan. And so I'm screaming across the the entire house like, Logan. But again, it's three in the morning. So he's asleep. So I'm calling him. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And then I hear like a body fall in on the door. It's like a boom, The door like a jars. Thud. Like Stop. the hatch jars down. All this like insulation comes flying out with like bugs. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Now Aaron's awake because Morgan's in the bed beside him. He's like, what's going on? I'm screaming across the thing. Morgan's screaming. She's like, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? And we don't know what the hell happened because it sounded like something thudded and then like ran off. And it just, the cats chilled, went back to bed. Logan couldn't believe me because that sounded crazy as hell. This was before the conjuring incident. 
Yeah, it was Ooh. just like it, we were something living out. in your attic. Yeah, we were. Yeah, so <laughs> I just recently we had to get something fixed. There was a leak. We went up into the attic, and I went up with the maintenance man. I was like, "We're walking around this entire att- attic to make sure there's nothing up here." So we walked around. I made him like I was like, "If you see anything that looks like an altar, if you see anything that looks like sticks in a teepee, <laughs> let oh me my know." Gosh. <laughs> and he's like, "See, oh you're God, the story that he goes home and he's like, you're his horror story with like luckily yeah. yeah. he knows what we do. Told me to look for <laughs> altars." <laughs> She had yeah. me look for altars and animal bones and altars in her attic. I'm like, I'm just double checking, okay? Like, all the time. It's just been crazy. We were just wilding out back yeah. then. A lot more cool, calming, collected Good Lord. Now. Yeah. Well, we love it. Yeah. We love it. Guys, and thanks so much for having thanks us. Thanks for sharing. We love yeah. it. Will you just tell everyone real quick where to find you and any exciting things yeah. you have coming up? Um, and new stuff coming up. We have October is going to be our season four launch. And we always mm-hmm. just mix it up every single season because we don't like being doing the same thing all the time. And um, I can't wait to see your um, season four video. I'm so excited. Oh, uh, we do have to. We haven't talked about a video. I know. We, we we're trying to, to pick that. what our theme is. Like last year, it was like manifest and 333. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, not 333, like uh, third eye. That's what it was. Third eyes mm-hmm. for our third season. Yeah. And so we got to pick a theme. Uh, we always do that. But you guys can find us on anywhere that you get your podcast on YouTube at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. On Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. Same for all social medias. Don't even try to follow us on Twitter. Or we don't do good on there. But we're on we're threads, threads now. now. We're on threads. Same. You guys are on threads. threads. Same. I love threads. We love threads. We're like ignoring Twitter for years and sign- we signed up for threads in the first Literally, hours, so. we have not been on Twitter. But we- it was so weird because we were just talking about like, I need like an early 2000- 2010s Twitter vibe to happen. And it it, bur- it was birthed. It yeah. was birthed. We manifested Season that three, for the You world. manifested it. You brought <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we did. You're the creators we of did. threads. Thank basically. you, guys. <laughs> we created it. Thank you. Thank you. We always love hanging. Yes. Some of our faves. Us we love you guys. Too. I have a story from our listener, Sam. And this subject line drew me right in. It is called Tinder Date Gone Spooky, Black Magic and Red Flags. Oh, <laughs> what a combo. Are you kidding me? So Sam writes, hi, beautiful souls. It's me, your friendly psychic medium, writing you another encounter. This experience is spooky and creepy. And what the heck was I thinking? Years ago, I was actively dating and scrolling on Tinder. And I noticed this handsome man with lots of tattoos and dirty blonde hair. Hello, handsome. We (laughs) immediately connected and talked for hours over the phone. My super rose colored glasses were thick and blocked my ability to read his energy because I was smitten. You'll understand the rose-colored glasses in a moment. I always pick up on others' energy and feel how they're feeling as it's a natural ability that I have, and I felt zero red flags. Boy, did I miss the biggest shadow of my life. I'm gonna call this guy Lucifer because it's a very fitting name for his personality. We chatted on the phone for a few weeks before we actually met in person. We met up at a bar with live country music, and I was having a blast. The weird thing was, I couldn't really pick up on any of his energy. I didn't feel happy, sad, or excited, but his facial expression showed me he was having a blast as well. We decided to go back to his place to have a quiet space to connect, and I definitely felt like something was off in his home. I didn't feel quite safe, but it wasn't enough for me to run out of his house, but enough to keep me on my toes. 
we sat on the couch and I explained to him that I was a medium. And I asked if he would like me to do a quick reading for him. With zero hesitation, he said, yes. So I take a few deep breaths and nothing was coming through. I was like, hmm, that's odd. So I asked if I could place my palm on his palm to connect our energy. And he said, sure. I was not prepared for the fucking dark shadow that lives behind his soul to appear. (laughs) I can't believe that they were able to see it. I know. This was the first time I ever saw a shadow figure with someone. I felt depressed. I felt angry, hate. It was a big fuck you attitude. I tried to play it super cool without showing any stress on my face. And he's like, so what do you see? Well, Lucifer, I see you're into black magic. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Because at this time, I didn't know how to protect myself, but I did see pain with his mother. So I shifted the energy onto the suffering of his mom. But then I spilled the tea and I said, hmm, did you know you have this super dark, creepy shadow that's attached to you? He looked me dead in the eyes and responded with, yes, I am aware. What the fuck? How did... Oh, I have questions. Okay. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll have them answered. It's so unsettling. My mind is racing and saying, are you kidding me, Samantha? How did you not pick this up? And again, I play it super cool and calm. And I replied, um, why do I see this shadow man coming from a place like Mexico, Cuba, or Dominican? I could see this visual of Lucifer in a hotel with his friends and this shadow is with him. He then goes into detail about how he encountered this heavy feeling of energy while he was in Mexico and felt nothing of it. He explained how haunted this room was, but he actually didn't mind it one bit. Okay. Incredible. Incredible that Sam was able to pick up not only on the energy and entity, but like pinpointed where he was that he picked up this negativity, this heaviness. Hold on. What happened? Your voice is coming out of something else as well. And I don't know where it's coming from. This reminded me this. Okay. I meant to tell you this at the top because it happened to me like literally 20 minutes before we were recording. So I'm in the new house. We have nothing, which is why I'm, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sitting on a Tommy Bahama beach chair in my bathroom with like new towels surrounding me to try to make the noise less dramatic of an echo. So it's a clusterfuck here. The Wi-Fi wasn't working. And so last night we were on with the people. This morning I was on with the people. The weirdest thing happened at the end of this like 45 minute long call to try to get the Wi-Fi up. The woman goes, like we, she sets up an appointment for someone to come. And she's like, is, do you need help with anything else? I said, no, I'm all set. Thanks. And she goes, thank you so much. And that was it for me. I was about to hang up and I heard my own voice then respond to her and go, Yeah, thank you. But you didn't actually say anything? No, I didn't say anything at all. I'd already said like my goodbye and thank you. And then she was saying thank you so much. And then I heard my voice again, but it wasn't the exact words that I had said because after I sat there and I was like, was it like a weird like delay or something where it had my, I'm freaked out. And now it's happening again. And this is my like first 24 hours in this house. Is there a mimic? What the fuck? Are you going to cleanse? Are you going to do a big cleanse? I'm like chilled. I'm so scared. Um, hell fucking yes. I have my crystals out. Can we do it together when I'm there? 
Yes, yes. Because <gasps> I'll have everything unpacked by then. We'll, we'll put on some music and we'll run around the house cleansing this shit. We have to wear our robes. <laughs> Get cleansed. Ah! Okay, I'm excited. Okay, freaky. Okay. Ugh. Okay, so he says it's rather cool and funny. And at this point, I have the biggest red flag the size of a football field come up in my vision. It was time for me to leave right then. After I released my hand, I noticed that right there in that moment, I saw he had a 666 tattoo on his knuckles. How oh, in the heck come on, guy. did I miss this? It's so on the nose. It's so on the knuckles. It's so on the knuckles. I got up from the couch and I asked him to grab me some water as I was feeling sick and it was time for me to go home. I was looking at his TV stand that had white candles everywhere with the Virgin Mary and Jesus Christ images, but then I noticed they weren't the typical candles. These ones had the Virgin Mary and Jesus Christ images and their eyes were scratched out and bleeding with black ink. Oh God, it chills. Why? Okay, Samantha, this was really dumb and you need to get out now was my thought. Run, Samantha, run. I had to lie and say I felt really drunk and I needed to go home. I left in a cab and went home that evening. Something I forgot to do because I was early on with my practice of reading people, I forgot to cut the cord between our energies and I did not cleanse myself after either. So what do you think happened? Well, days later, I went to bed and I turned off the lights and I went to sleep. Within one hour of falling asleep on my stomach, I was woken up to someone pushing my back so hard, it made me bounce and wake up. It was like someone tried to give me CPR, but on my back. The force of the energy was terrifying. I immediately woke up so frightened. I turned on my salt lamp as it was the closest thing to a light. I looked around the room thinking I would see a spirit, but what I saw was a dark shadow of Lucifer, of this guy at my bedroom door. It was so unsettling and I was so scared that I started to pray. I prayed for my spirit guides to push out this energy and I asked to be safe. I saged my room and I couldn't believe what just happened because I could not cut the energy between myself and this guy. It caused his dark shadow to stick to my energy for days. I never made that mistake again. I kept that salt lamp on the entire night as I couldn't fall back to sleep. I learned my lesson that evening. And I do not have any connection with this guy anymore. I stopped talking to him immediately after this experience. It is one for the books, but I don't like to speak about it a lot because I don't want to call him back into my life. Side note, you'll find this one funny. After writing this story, I was so creeped out. I went straight to bed and it was quite hot in my room. So I opened my door to my patio to let the cool night air in. I'm slowly falling asleep thinking about this black magic Tinder date. And I kid you not, I felt the bed shake and move and my stomach dropped. I paused for a moment and I thought, I hope to God that's my dog. And sure enough, my dog Juno decided to jump up on my bed. Stay spooky, Sam. Sam! Well, if you were talking to Morgan and Taylor, they'd be like, you gotta call Susan. And I have the same inclination, but it does sound like Sam is prepped and knows exactly what to do in this scenario. I feel like Sam is a Susan. Sam is a Susan, totally. I want Sam to connect to my palm and do a reading of me. I promise I have no shadows. I just like picture this little electrical boat like coming out of Sam's fingertip, like connecting to you or like the avatar when they connect, they like tether their, their tails to the mother. It's so sexual the way they do that. Yeah. 
but they like also do it to i forget the name of the like mother earth universe spirit world person in the the movie series but yeah it is I mean, it, it is sensual. That's for sure. This is such a and, pivot. But I explained last night I had dinner with the courtyard at Peggy's house and I explained to her what two girls, one cup was. And that was an experience. <laughs> oh my God. How did it go? Like, was she mind, Peggy has worked in the music industry. She works in the TV industry. She has seen some shit or sorry she worked in the fashion industry and in new york and now she works in the tv industry she has seen some shit she has done just about everything so it didn't really phase her okay that's good that's good if remember when one of our very first live shows we ever did was in boston and I had made a joke on stage about how we had to retell my dad what it was because he blocked it out of his memory and said, two girls, one dad. And we said, absolutely not. Do not say say that that again. And we made a joke about it on stage. And then the family friends I had at the show, they looked it up on their car ride home and had to pull over because they puked on the side of the road because they started watching it. Well, that was their mistake. (laughs) Don't watch it, kids. Don't watch it. Yeah. Just listen to us. <laughs> this is the version you want. Okay, what do you have? Okay, I have an email, and this is from Alyssa. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. I just want to start out by telling you how amazing you two are. I recently found your podcast after listening to an episode of Morbid, and I have been hooked ever since. I'm not going to lie, I even had to sleep with the lights on after listening to one of your demon episodes back in October, and I'm a 27-year-old grown-ass adult. No shame. No judgment. <laughs> we We do that a lot. I know all the time. I think honestly, probably the last time I had my mom sleep in my bed was like only three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Mom. (laughs) Okay. Now to my spooky story. I have been an LNA for about six years now. And this story occurred during one of my first ever LNA shifts off orientation. I worked at a nursing home in New England that is known to be haunted. I'm dying to know which one. So that I can avoid it when I have to go into a nursing home. I mean, let's be honest, Corinne. It's probably inevitable. And knowing you, it's going to be even more inevitable that you end up in a haunted nursing home. (laughs) Or it's not haunted. And then as soon as I get there, shit hits the Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, gosh, how do we get rid of this lady? Get Well, But not, you don't want them, they won't want, they they won't let me go. (laughs) They won't want you to die because then you'll be, it will be worse. True. Then I would haunt the place. I'll have to remind them of that when they, when things happen and people start saying, we got to get rid of you. I'm like, well, don't kill me. Just send me off. Put me in the backyard. Okay. (laughs) I worked at a nursing home in New England that is known to be haunted. Me, being a lover of all things paranormal, I decided to take a position working the overnight shift. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint. Oh my gosh. Anyway, on the night my story takes place, I received a report from one of the day shift LNAs that a resident on my unit had passed earlier that evening and their family had come to clean out the room of his belongings. When I arrived on the unit, I did my initial rounds to start my shift This resident's apartment door was closed and it was locked, so I assumed that the family had come and gone. By the time I finished my rounds, it was midnight, and almost all of the floor residents were asleep. The floor was quiet, but something felt off. 
Ignoring this feeling, I sat down in the common area to do some charting. Suddenly, I heard what sounded like a whistle coming from down the hall. Thinking it was just one of my residents getting up and wandering around, I decided to do another quick safety check. As I approached the room where the resident had passed away earlier that day, the hallway turned ice cold. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. I slowly turned my head to look at the door, which had been closed and locked just minutes before. However, this time, the door was wide open, with one single chair sitting directly in the middle of the room. (sighs) The only light was from the smoke detector that just happened to be directly above where the chair had been placed. I froze in shock and fear. Without a second thought, I turned around, I went back to the common area, I called one of my co-workers to tell her what happened, and she came down to my unit, and we slowly made our way down the creepy hallway. However, when we got to the door, it was closed again. I felt like I was going crazy. Luckily, this co-worker had worked at this facility for many years, and she had many experiences of her own, so she believed every word I said. I was on edge for the rest of the shift, just waiting for the sun to come up. Nothing else happened that night. However, I have many stories that I can send in later of creepy experiences I had over the years that I worked there. I hope you enjoyed my creepy tale. Thank you for all that you do, Alyssa. Okay, but my question is, if they opened the door again, would the chair have been there still? Like how... (gasps) So creepy. Good that they didn't double check. But the one positive, here I am being less creepy today, I you do know who it is or like the association of, of the spirit. Like it is this man who had just passed away who maybe is a little confused and still calls that place his home or is just, you know, his family got his stuff and now it's weird and empty. And he was sitting in the only thing that's left is that chair, you know, I don't know. Yeah. There's some dots to connect, which is nice. Yeah. I also don't know their relationship either. Like maybe, maybe he really loved her as an LNA, you know, like he loved her and wanted since he had passed earlier and she wasn't on shift. Maybe it was just his final goodbye to someone who was taking care of him that he enjoyed and had rapport with. Sure. That's a nice, lovely little thought. Yeah. Just a quick whistle. Just giving you a, what he probably thought was like the, not a super creepy sign. Just like, Hey, (laughs) yeah, the door is open. (laughs) She's like, oh my God, I'm running away. This is so scary. I mean, any haunting is is unsettling. So I know. I get it. Well, I love spooky stories like this. So everyone, please email us. Thank you to Taylor and Morgan for joining us from Creeps and Crimes podcast. So check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, did I ever tell you Taylor created like an entire mood board for me for fashion? Like she (laughs) became my stylist and she literally, I want, I'm going to send it to you because she put together like all these items and like how to style them. And then she told me like the fall trends to be aware of. And like it, it is the most legit thing. Anyway. So if you need like a fashion guru, it's Taylor. If Taylor needs a side hustle, that could easily be one for her it's 17 pages i'm sending it to you right now please oh my god i love them so much we'll see them we'll see them in nashville i know i'm excited um and we hope to see all of you on the road during the rest of our tour we love you all so much make sure you rate and review us follow us on social media tell your friends about us because the pyramid scheme is real it's Um, scheming yes and We are grateful for our team. Christina, thank you for editing. 
to Avery and Loren and our management team. We're very grateful for you and we're grateful for all of you. We love you so much. And we will see you on the other, other side.